0: So there have actually been quite a few of these debates or town hall-style events featuring major candidates for governor already, although you may not have actually seen or read about them because sometimes they fly under the radar. But this was the first one that really featured... All of the major candidates on the GOP side sharing the stage at the exact same time. Shana, I think it's easy to like sort of let these things fly by and then not pay attention, especially because it's, you know, it's a statewide race. It's not a national race. It's not the president. But should people be watching these? Are these valuable events to really find out about these candidates?
1: Absolutely. Because it's more information. And, you know, you don't necessarily need to watch every single debate, every single town hall. I don't know that anybody really has the time for that. Uh, But it is an opportunity to see the candidates in a different environment. So instead of seeing them, you know, on their own, just giving a speech or sending out a very meticulously edited press release or mailer, you're getting to see them interact with other candidates. So it's an adversarial setting. These are people who are trying to beat each other. And And it can get a little heated. And we saw this this past week when the Flint water crisis was brought up. Attorney General Bill Schuette has charged several big names in the Snyder administration with serious felonies for their roles in the Flint water crisis. And Lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly, he called him out on that. He said that it was a publicity stunt. And he even went so far as to invoke the name of Frank Kelly. And for those who don't know, Frank Kelly is one of the most, if not the most respected attorney general in our state's history.
0: And it was Frank Kelly who said that there were show trials. It might be convenient for you to say, it's just me. It's not just, it's not only me that is calling you out on this. Mm, Gloves off indeed. What did Shudi say in response to that?
1: Yeah, he took his gloves off too. (laughs) And he fought back. He basically said, hey, don't get mad at me. I'm just holding people accountable. Brian, you go around the the state uh, making false accusations. You're desperate because you're behind and you're trying to change the subject. And the fact is, people died.
0: Yeah, that is a very intense moment. Shana, what would be your tip in, for people when they're watching these debates or even reading about them? What people should keep in mind as they're watching?
1: Well, kind of bouncing off the idea that we are seeing these candidates in a somewhat unique environment is to look for non-rehearsed or impromptu moments. You know, they're going to be polished. They're going to have an idea of what questions are going to be asked. But, you know, pay attention when they start to get tripped up, where they asked a question that they're just not necessarily prepared to answer. Is that an issue that you really want your candidate to be able to answer? And also, a lot of times they're going to be speaking in broad generalities. They're going to be speaking in platitude. Look for what questions they don't necessarily have a specific plan or a specific answer to, and then, you know, make the decision. Do I need my candidate to be able to answer that question with more than just, you know, some sort of lofty idea?
0: And my tip, having covered quite a few of these already, is... Look, read the fact checks afterward. It's really important because on the stage at the moment, even if you have a great moderator, when these things are said, it's very hard on the fly to do a real comprehensive fact check on the stage right there on the fly. So I would seek out publications that do great fact checks on these types of things like Bridge Magazine and read after you watch.